happy Friday and welcome to What's in the Cup, the podcast about Georgia Southwestern State University, along with uh, Bob Slinker, our terrific uh, engineer, producer, director, and uh, general over, overall good guy. Uh, I'm Neil Weaver, and today we're welcoming Christy Ward, the Associate Athletic Director, to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast and welcome to the office. Thanks. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited. As you know, I'm a podcast enthusiast, um, so it's fun to be on this other side of it because I listen to so many. I know. We had a great conversation about all the podcasts that you listen to, mm-hmm. and, and in fact, uh, I started listening to a couple, and uh, so I, I knew you would be uh, enjoying this, and I was hoping that yeah. uh, we'd get to be able to put you on the podcast, so now you yeah. can add that to your list of accomplishments right. that uh, you are a podcaster and <laughs> So we're checking we're, off the bucket that's list. That's right. We're excited to have you, and we're going to talk a lot about uh, what you do. And uh, some uh, we recognized you the other day for uh, be, being selected to the NCAA Management Council. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. We want to say congratulations. That is a big deal. I don't think people um, understand what a big deal that is, but we're going to let you explain it. And uh, so that'll be that'll Super be good excited. to hear. Uh, we like to get started every week talking a little bit about our uh, student success and uh, how our enrollment's going and, and uh, what we're seeing as far as the student body. So we, uh, we, finished, we basically have finished spring enrollment. Uh, we did our, our last uh, drop for non-payment or non-attendance. And uh, the good news is the number of students that we dropped for non-attendance and non-payment was significantly lower than last spring and significantly lower than the fall. That's good. We we have to hope that that means that we're doing a better job of working with them on the front end and finding uh, not just the classes that they need, but uh, helping them make sure they have the resources they need to be successful and to be able to pay their bill. Uh, That's always the worst part of talking to folks is it does cost money to go to college and we want to make sure they have what they need. Uh, But at the same time, if they don't have it, uh, we have to be the bad guys and and, uh, send them home. But the good news is our semester to semester retention rate remained over 91%. So our freshman class, semester to semester, uh, retention rate was a little 91.3%, which uh, compared to last year, we were 86%. So we saw a nice uh, 5% increase in our freshman retention rate. That's great. So we hope that translates into a higher, uh, obviously higher retention rate next fall, which is the official uh, retention rate number for the institution. And, re- and if you remember, that number has fallen to about 62%. Right. So... Um, Clearly, a 5% bump spring to spring hopefully indicates that we'll uh, be able to move the needle on on that number. And as you look, as I look in the numbers, uh, what I found really, really interesting was we have 75 more freshmen this year, spring to spring, uh, than we had last spring. So that's a very positive number. And then 91 more freshmen and sophomores. So when you look at uh, the two uh, the two classes that are most likely to not continue, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're doing better, and uh, a 91 uh, student increase there for a university that's 3,000 students is a pretty significant. Absolutely, uh, jump. 
Absolutely. So very pleased with that. Application numbers for next fall are up 37 percent or uh, 363 over last year on this day. So we're seeing more students applying, more students staying. Uh, certainly all those indicators as we look to next fall uh, have us moving in the right direction. So it's a great trend upwards. It certainly is. And we want to thank everybody. Uh, and we know that everybody really is involved in this process. We, we talk about our admissions counselors and the recruiters that are out on the road and the folks working in first year experience, but it takes, it takes every single person on campus uh, working with the students when they come to see campus. You know, we had a, um, we had a preview day not too long ago and uh, you know, so many people have an impact on what does this family, what does this student think about this campus? Is it comfortable for them? Are they welcome here? Uh, and that, that's not just one person, it's not one office. Uh, and I know you see this all the time, the coaches are bringing players, uh, potential players, potential students to campus as they recruit. And I know that you guys spend a lot of time with them but even those players are impacted by faculty members they meet. Uh, if they go into the cafeteria, how are they treated in the cafeteria as they're walking around campus? How are they perceiving the campus? So, um, you know, it takes yeah. all of us. Absolutely. And when you can get kids on campus, or students, I should say, on campus, um, you can really seal it. Um, so when our recruiters do a good job coming, getting them on campus or for preview day or even our student, um, our student athletes, our potential student athletes, I feel like we do an excellent job when we get them on campus of really solidifying the deal. The parents love it. The students love it. Um, so it's just a matter of trying to get everybody on campus um, just that once because I feel like overall the university does a fantastic job really sealing that deal for them. That's true. And this is, you know, one, obviously we have a beautiful campus that's well-maintained. Uh, our guys and, and ladies that uh, keep our campus up do a terrific job. So when you when people come onto the campus, I think it's prettier, cleaner, uh, more traditional than mm -hmm. I think they expect. Uh, and I think that makes them very happy. Uh, but then it's just that hospitality, right? It's, the, it's, it's being able to answer their questions, make, make sure they're happy getting what they need. Uh, but when I talk to students and ask them, where are you from? Why did you pick Southwestern? Uh, the, the, uh, the answer I most often get is, well, I came down to visit and when I got on campus, I just knew it was, it felt like home mm -hmm. and they don't know. That's the only way they know how to explain it. They don't right. know what it was that made it feel like home, but they just knew. And, uh, you know, I assume there's some that drive onto campus and know that's not what I'm looking for right. also because, you know, we have a very unique and distinct style, but, uh, it is it, it, for the right person, for the right family, they know. Right. And it's the way we treat them and the way that the, the campus looks. So, uh, that so we're, small town feel it is. And we're, we're, again, the numbers look very positive. It doesn't mean it's guaranteed. We right. still have to work our, our tails off. Like, uh, you know, like everybody else, uh, we're not the only ones recruiting these students. We're not the only ones right. on their mind. But we do have a chance. Uh, we have a 37% better chance than we had last year. And so we're going to keep working. And, and I know everybody will keep, um, keep that uh, on their mind. Uh, this week has been, uh, I'd say, unusual, unusually uh, busy. But 
really fun. I mean, if, if anybody ever wanted to know what it's like to be a, a university president, this week would be a good week to uh, spend <laughs> with me. Um, there were there were so many things going on, and and some of them were. I would I, I was can't say they were terrible. They were less fun, and then there were some really really fun things too, and right. and that's what makes the job so fun. Monday uh, started with the foundation uh, had an investment committee meeting, which is. Uh, pretty interesting to listen to how we invest uh, nearly $34 million. I always think I'm going to learn something that I can use to make, you know, in my own investing to uh, make some money. And I, and I walk away thinking I still don't still don't quite understand how I'm supposed to do that. Um, I wish it was that easy. I right? wish it was that easy. That's correct. They have lots of good advice, but uh, they don't they don't give me any um, sure thing uh, like like, you know, the number eight horse in the third right. race, right? I mean, they, there's nothing specific that I can work on. But um, we did have we did have a nice uh, investment meeting, and, and the foundation is doing uh, well. Obviously, December, if you were following the stock market in December, it was a horrible December, right. really a horrible uh, final quarter to the year. So uh, our, our returns for the for the year were actually down, which is not unusual for anybody any foundation. Uh, but January. Uh, and the start of this year has has uh, lifted us back up, and so we're still on pace uh, as we move toward our, our fiscal year end mm -hmm. in June uh, to be a, to be in good shape because everything has come back up. So uh, they're yeah, doing a great job. Of the stock market, it, it, you boy. just have to ride the waves. Yeah, and we talked, you know, we talked to them about maybe you should give us a fiscal year uh, rate of return, and they said, well, we could, but there's no guarantee that. You know, December usually is pretty good. You right. usually have the Santa Claus rally, and and you usually do pretty well in December. And there's no, and summers are usually down. So right. if we wait till the summer, sometimes you'd get a false read mm -hmm. on that. So they said, you know, we'll do whatever you want, but there's no guarantee that any one time of the year is going to be better than the other. So right. uh, it, it's just it's all timing, and and uh, and then we had the uh, Ignite um, College and Career Academy. I'm on the 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 board for that, which is. Uh, very exciting now because we're starting to get into the um, uh, plans for the building. And uh, if you if you haven't heard or don't know, uh, the community and the and the school system received a three point two million dollar college and career academy grant that goes on top of uh, the the bond package that they're using to build the building. So it's like a forty eight million dollar uh, high school and college and career academy complex that's going to be going up here in Americas. How nice! Uh, so it's really exciting to mm -hmm. uh, kind of see that project start to happen, and and I'm uh, really happy to be a part of that and to make sure that the university. Uh, has a has an opportunity to engage with the College and Career Academy. We think that's going to be a positive for us. So that was uh, Monday, Tuesday, uh, the RCI open house, and and this is very unique. Um, anywhere in the country, you know, I walk over to the open house, and uh, a couple of black SUVs pull up, and out steps <laughs> uh, Mrs. Carter and uh, the Secret Service, and uh, she just wanted to come by the open house, see how things were going. Absolutely. Um, there's not many places in the country where you just happen to have the former first lady of the United States pop just, up at an event. It's true. So that was, uh, it's always fun to have Mrs. Carter on campus. She's, uh, she looks great. She was walking around. Uh, terrific, and uh, I'm, I'm amazed every time that she remembers my name. It is, uh, that is uh, shocking to me that uh, somehow I've penetrated her memory enough that she remembers who That's I am. That's great. So, uh, We're very fortunate to have them affiliate, affiliated with this area and with this university. 
they are really have been really great to our university Absolutely. in this area. And and we just announced the President Jimmy Carter Leadership Program. Uh, so I want to remind everyone, if you know some students out there that would like to be a part of that program, we're looking for 20. Uh, 20 of, of what we would consider to be the best combination of academics and leadership and service. Uh, we, wanna, we want them to be in the program to help us launch the, the Jimmy Carter Leadership Program. We're, so again, that family is uh, very close to the institution and we are thrilled to be able to honor them. Uh, Wednesday headed up to the legislature. Um, Representative Chokas was great. You know, he's, uh, he's back in uh, the House of Representatives. He had a floor pass for me, so I got to go on the floor of the oh, House. Nice. Introduced me to a lot of the new committee uh, chairman, uh, Education Committee, Higher Education uh, Committee, Higher Education Appropriations Committee, Ethics Committee. Uh, so he was introducing me around, and, and it was on the floor, which is really uh, unusual. You don't get right. to, you know, not many people get to go on the floor. So they were... Uh, you know, when they're in the hallway, they got lobbyists and, and all kinds of people yes. uh, talking to them. So even when you're introduced to them, it's kind of hard to have, have a, a conversation. conversation. Yeah. And so um, Mike was able to introduce me on the floor to those guys and uh, a lot of fun. Lot Sounds of, like you made some good connections too then. It was. You know, we hope so. We have uh, we have our Flory Chapel project. Right. That's uh that's a recommendation from the Board of Regents, and uh, each the, the House and the Senate both have some um, bond capacity that they allocate each year, and we want that project to be uh, included. And so we're Stephen uh, Snyder and I uh, go up there and, and we work and try to make sure they know how important that project will be to our campus. Absolutely. And uh, we're very pleased with the response we're getting so far. So. That was fun. Then we came back. We had basketball games yes, on Wednesday did. night. I had to leave the women's game to head over to the um, uh, music event. We had the uh, string quartet. The uh, chamber concert series had the Formosa string quartet. And wow, uh, I wish I wish more people could go and would go. Um, I, look, I'm no string quartet expert. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I in, Unless they bring a string quartet to the... Uh, chamber concert series. I'm not going to listen to a string quartet. It's mm -hmm. not. It's not what I listen to in the truck. But they were unbelievable. I mean, they were oh, awesome. Bet. And uh, not just. I mean, they didn't just play classical music. They, they actually played jazz uh, that had been uh, one of one of the members had rearranged or uh, probably arranged. Uh, I don't think they rearranged it. But anyway, they arranged the music to be played by their string quartet. And and. Uh, you know, in jazz music, there's the uh, the brush um, on the cymbal is mm -hmm. kind of a, 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 a that helps to keep the beat, and it's a unique sound. Well, the, obviously, a string quartet doesn't have that. So the lady playing the bass put tinfoil on on her strings at the bottom, and and when she played, it kind of shook, huh. and it was it was amazing. It sounded exactly like That's the brush unreal. on the. And so they played some some jazz music. And really, we were able to create that sound. Um, not what you would expect with a string quartet. But uh, I just encourage folks, if you, if you don't know about the Chamber Concert Series, uh, I would encourage you to, to find out about it and, and, and go. I mean, I, every single person they've brought in since I've been here has been amazing. Different. I mean, there's piano, there's guitar, there's string quartets. There have been some you know, brass instruments. Uh, but I go away, you know, just 
blown Amazed, away. I'm sure, yeah. And uh, that's what, I, I say this a lot, that's what makes working and living at a university so special is that you get to see things you probably would never go to right. anywhere else. Uh, we love the basketball games. We love, you know, uh, all the sporting events. Certainly I do. Um, but these concerts are uh, right. amazing. So uh, whole other side of campus that kind of expose you to the arts and everything else. Yeah. And it took it took an hour and a half. And it, it was like I said, it was something I'd never seen, something I'll probably never see again. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really good. So uh, that was that was Wednesday. Went back and, and uh, saw the end of the basketball games, and then uh, Thursday headed back to uh, Atlanta for the Board of Regents, and we spent a lot of time with the board talking about the uh, the two construction projects that we're trying to get launched. One is the ACE building. Uh, the good news is this meeting was about programming for the ACE building, what's going to be in it, and uh, basic framework and, and layout. Uh, that was all approved. And uh, we go back in a month with the um, with the final drawings from the architect that nice. will uh, then be used uh, to do the bid. So that project is moving along. Uh, we're still on target for a summer um, beginning of that construction or reconstruction. Uh, so we're looking at at June or July uh, to to actually start getting in that building and and doing the demolition and and uh, get that work started. The other project, and I know you are familiar with this, the baseball softball hitting facility. Um, we are we basically yesterday we got a pro approval to uh, go out for bid. So we are uh, working with the architect to uh, finalize those plans, get the bid sheets ready, and uh, we expect those will be on the street uh, certainly by the middle of this month, and then they have to be open for 30 days. So uh, we're looking at uh, the end of March. We should have a contractor mm -hmm. and be ready to go. And so I know that's going to be a big deal uh, for athletes. We're excited. We're excited. I mean, anytime you can... Well, and as someone who went to school here and as someone who has continued to work here, anytime you can see how the campus progresses, whether it's the ACE building or getting better facilities for our athletics, it just it just makes you kind of have this huge pride in the university, and especially a university that I call home. And for me, reaching out to alumni just to show them the progression too, like, hey, look at where we're going. It just, you know, shows so much more pride in them and hopefully in them giving back as well. So it's a great thing and we're really really excited yeah and you're right when there's something about dirt flying right yeah. and there's something about having cranes on campus or you know just you see people seeing something being built or right. something being fixed or, or renovated that signals progress mm -hmm. and signals we're, we're we're making a commitment to the future and it gets people excited now the the baseball softball hitting uh, facility I had somebody um, put a note in the cup for me that they wanted a little bit more information about that. So All right. uh, we are going to put that facility in the parking lot that sits between the tennis courts and the uh, softball field. Yes. And yes. so that, obviously the baseball field is right there next to the tennis courts. Uh, and that street, what is that street called? Anthony Street. Anthony Street um, goes down between the two mm -hmm. uh, facilities and the parking lot. So we're going to take up about a third of that parking lot. So it will eliminate about a third of the parking. The building will run uh, perpendicular to the street. So mm -hmm. um, the, the locker room portion will be the front 
portion of the building that faces the tennis courts or the baseball field. That'll right. be the baseball team locker room. And then the hitting facility will run away from the locker room back toward the softball field and be connected to the uh, the public restrooms that are currently, that are currently there. Mm-hmm. There. And uh, now inside uh, the the batting uh, facility, have you seen do you see what have you seen what's going to be in there? Yes. Yeah, so they're going to have two or three um, rows for hitting, as well as some um, I believe areas where they're hoping to lift up the netting to be able to have pitching um, going on in there for baseball and softball. And then they're also going to try to do some um, weightlifting areas for our men's and women's um, programs, so that they um, can avoid some of the. Uh, complexities that happen in our other weight rooms. So they'll have a lot of ability to not only lift weights and hit, um, but also use it for functional fitness purposes as well. Right. They should be able to pull those nets up mm-hmm. and, exactly. and maybe even do some like conditioning or, or some exercise uh, in there. I, oh, don't yes. know, I assume they do yoga or stretching or some kind of strengthening uh, activities, but I, the floor is probably going to be some kind of a, a artificial I don't want to say grass, but... Uh, but yes, similar, you know. something like that. I don't yeah. know what they call it exactly, but it's almost like an indoor... Carpet. Carpet, but like the one that you put on your patio type yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know what that's called. They, they've certainly made a lot of progress in the artificial right? uh, turf uh, world. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what version we're going to get, right? But, I, but they should be able to do some fielding and 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 activities in there, right? Uh, a lot of variations. Yeah. So the, the it'll be a really uh, adaptable building. Uh, it'll be all enclosed. Uh, but if I remember right, there's going to be some garage like garage door types yes. of of so that, so it could be on a nice day. Open uh, up. Pretty yes. open. Yes. Those are going to be in there as well, not only to allow kind of a draft, but also I think when we need to use um, any of our athletic training um, carts and things of that nature, they would easily be able to get in and out. Okay. Now, this will be obviously mostly used by our uh, baseball team and our softball team. Do we anticipate any of the other sports uh, being able to use the facility or have access to it? I mean, I probably down the road, absolutely. I know the soccer programs will use it uh, for lightning issues. Um, in the past, they've had to walk all the way back to the storm dome from the soccer fields, and so this will kind of create a safe zone for them to be able to come across the street and hang out in there. But because of the diversity of pu- being able to pull up the nets, I would anticipate that other um, teams would be able to go in there and use it for conditioning purposes as well. Good. Now, this is not a this is not a building that will be uh, open to the public or available for other teams. Do we anticipate that uh, high school teams or uh, like when we have camps or anything like that was that is that something that we might employ or how would we use? The I know building? we'll definitely use it for camps. Um, I don't know about how they are going to plan on using it for any types of teams that visit, um, high school teams um, visit. I would assume for the most part that we're gonna kind of put on the dog and pony show um, to show everybody what we have to entice more recruits here. So um, I know we're gonna show it off as much as we can, whether that's through camps or or, um, by allowing visiting teams to use it. Um, We're definitely gonna put it on display. Yeah. Well, it's going to be very exciting, and and, uh, we think it will help uh, both of our programs, uh, not just um, 
the current players uh, have a better facility which you know in which to exercise and practice and, and prepare for their games but from a recruiting standpoint uh, it really puts us on par with uh, a lot of the institutions that we play that are in our conference absolutely uh, and so we want to you know one of the one of the challenges we all have uh, institutionally not just here but everywhere is is kind of keeping uh, pace Oh, with, absolutely. With the new stuff and who's got something new, who's got something that's newer and better, uh, you know, prettier oh, yeah. than uh, it's our than version the, of the arms race. Yeah. And uh, we're we're shooting with BB guns around <laughs> <Right>. here uh, <laughs> compared to what they do at Alabama and right. uh, Georgia and all those. But we still have to we still have to be in the game. And uh, this is going to help us do that. We want to, again, thank our foundation and our uh, donors. Uh, this is a project that's solely funded by uh, donors, Canes 360 uh, folks, and our foundation have worked uh, to raise the money for this project, and uh, we are very excited to be able to add it to campus. Now, um, after the Board of Regents came back and went to dinner last night, the Books for Sumter uh, program uh, had, a, had a fundraising event last night, and I didn't know this, but I showed up, and guess who was there serving me dinner? Our women's soccer players. Our women's soccer team. <laughs> um, and and that so that kind of leads me into one of the things I want to talk to you about. Our student athletes, uh, I, I see tweets and, um, and, and messages and, and emails about them all the time. They are they're at Magnolia Manor. They they were serving dinner last night at an event. I know that the the basketball teams went to um, the the rec uh, mm-hmm. program and did, did a buddy a ball. Buddy ball. Mm-hmm. How, how much how, how much do our student athletes do? Uh, you know, for community service. Do you, I mean I know I think you keep track of that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so we, I mean we're fortunate that we use a. a App called Helper Helper to kind of track all that. Um, but in any one year, we look at the totality of what our student athletes are doing are three to four thousand hours in community service. So on average, most of our sports are getting anywhere from 20 to 30 hours per person doing those hours. And yeah, they put in a lot. I mean, they work with Middle Flint, they work with Magnolia Manor. Um, so we expose them to a lot, but we hope that they understand the importance of giving back and giving back to those that are less fortunate. And I think it helps them grow as individuals, because um, when you're not used to speaking with an elderly person, you kind of have to learn how to do that. Or when you're not sure how to interact with someone that has special needs, it really gets them kind of outside of their comfort zone for a lot of them. But it gets them used to realizing like, hey, I actually really enjoy this. And some of it, it sparks a career interest for them as well. But they are everywhere. And we're very appreciative of what they do. They probably don't probably they probably don't hear thank you enough. um, But they are we do. We have a great group and they are so giving of their time. It it is really amazing. And uh, we we finished the year uh, ranked in the top three or four or five in the country. Uh, And when you think about the number of student athletes we have and and the big deal is obviously we don't have a football team, which is generally around 80 or 90 additional uh, uh, people uh, for our, for our athletes to finish that high in the rankings that are all schools in division two, no matter size of institution, size of athletic program. uh, That means they're really doing a lot. And so I, I want to commend you and and, uh, and and our athletic director, Mike Leader, for making that a big part of their experience. All the coaches I know uh, allow this to happen because it right. it's 
it's time spent. Mm -hmm. uh, that means, you know, they got to go to class, they got practice, they have uh, workouts, uh, but then they're doing this as well. And our student athletes uh, do a great job. Now, on top of that, our student athletes also have a higher grade point average than the general student body. They graduate at a higher rate than our uh, general uh, student body. And I know you're involved in that process as well, working as uh, maybe not technically their advisor, but I know you spend a lot of time with our student athletes, making sure they coordinate their academic schedules with their uh, sports schedule. So yes. what are some of the challenges that you see and that you deal with to help them uh, be successful both in the classroom and uh, on their in, in their field uh, competition? Well, for most of them, you know, they're already good students, but it's a, it's trying to figure out how to juggle everything. And so, yeah, I do have a lot of them that will come in and speak with me and go, okay, what classes should I take? And so we just start looking at, okay, well, you're out of season, so you're not traveling as much, you're not doing this as much. And when we have those kids that are in season, um, I'm just like, uh, do you really want to take this class in season? Because you're going to be traveling a lot. Have you looked to see your travel schedule? So for me, it's really just trying to open up their eyes to go, okay what's the big picture here what uh, I mean I know we want to get to graduation but let's look at how we can map this out and so um, it can be challenging because on certain seasons you are traveling a lot right baseball and softball seem like they're gone a, a lot. lot I mean when they leave they leave for three four five days at a yes. time sometimes more than that yes. uh, it can be uh, exhausting because you're in class all week practice all week some games all week and then you're traveling all weekend yeah. Um, so it can be really, really exhausting for them. So we've tried to stress the importance of sleep as well. But I mean, for us, it's just a matter of trying to make sure they're making good decisions um, and trying to be realistic about what they can handle in season versus out of season. Um, and a lot of times I'm just there as a backboard to kind of open that up for them to make sure that they're thinking it through yeah. um, and make sure at the same time that we're staying eligible and for a lot of our kids making sure they're keeping their hope oh yeah um because a lot of them are hope kids and for their parents and you know for me as someone who also had hope you don't want to lose it because it's so much harder to get it back so those and, are all things that we and, have to bring to and their the attention fallacy is that uh, all athletes are on full scholarship oh i wish i wish too <laughs> right so i wish so uh, so let's take baseball as an example Baseball is allowed to give how many scholarships? They are allowed, you're putting me on the spot here. They so, are allowed, I want to say like. Just over nine? I want to say it's like nine. Two or, is it, yeah, I, want, like I was that. like, is it 9.9? 9? Yeah. But that might be. Yeah. Somewhere yeah, between nine, like nine and 10. Yeah. Let's say somewhere between nine and 10. Okay, how many players are on the baseball team? They have 38. 38 then, players. Yes, 38. So we've taken nine and a half scholarships. And we've divided it over 38 players. Right. We're, in Division Two, we're allowed to divide up our scholarships. So right. uh, we can take, so somebody can get a partial. And I think, is 25% the lowest? Um, of what we can give. Can you give anybody a less than 25% oh, of the yes. scholarship? Oh, oh yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So we're you not get, restricted on how little you can give. Okay, so we're can just get. restricted on the maximum, maximum number we can give out. So you've got 38 players sharing nine and a half scholarships. Um, yes. You can you can guess that some aren't getting any. That's very true. Yes, so I have a lot of 
student athletes that love baseball or love their sport and that's why they're here that's right and so 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 we just you know that that myth that these these student athletes are all on full ride scholarships and they're you know they've got everything they need and you know but that's just not the case they many of them are playing because they love to play they're still going to class they are still doing their community service and they're playing and they're uh, in many cases trying to figure out how to pay uh, right. for some of this stuff make sure they have enough food to eat make sure they uh can get their laundry done whatever the case might be and so uh, we want to we want everybody to know that the this this their involvement and their activity uh is unique and special and we want to celebrate that and uh, we appreciate you helping guide them to do that now uh, we said on the show uh, a couple weeks ago uh, that you are have just been elected as the a new I don't know if it's the newest member but certainly the newest class of, of members of the NCAA Division II Management Council. Uh, I know that's a big deal. Uh, I want everybody on campus to know that that is a big deal, and we want to say congratulations. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what the Management Council is, uh, what kind of issues that you deal with, and uh, what you're what you're looking forward to? Well, so the Management Council for the NCA is basically the highest committee that an SWA or a senior woman administrator or, or a faculty athletic rep or a director of athletics can be on. And so I'm surrounded by 24, 25 other members from around the country that fall into one of those three categories. And we're basically designated to kind of run the day-to-day operations for Division Two. We're looking at non-controversial legislation. We're looking at any kind of mainstream issues that Division II universities face. Um, And then that could require us to elicit our opinion on it, our interpretations on it, or to try to guide the membership and how we want to see how we're going to address those issues. So it's a, it's a huge honor and it's a, it's a really, you know, a big feat um, to kind of be on it and be involved in it and to be able to have an impact for not only our university, but also for the Peach Belt Conference. Um, so I'm really excited to get started. It is. It, it, it's a tremendous honor. And you've worked your way uh, kind of up the, the ranks uh, to be in this position. You were nominated by the Peach Belt Conference. Yes. Correct. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so our conference recognized you and your contributions to our conference operations and your involvement in the conference activity and said, if we have an opportunity to put somebody on the management council, this is the person that represents uh, our our conference better than anybody else, uh, which means you represent our university better than anybody else represents their university at the conference level. And, and now you'll have a voice in the national uh, interpretation and, and implementation of uh, things that affect our school, affect our student athletes, affect our conference. Uh, and so this is uh, this is a big, big deal, and you are doing a great job. And we just want to thank you because this is this is extra duty, right? I mean, right. It's it, it it's prestigious, and it's and hopefully it's fun, uh, yes. but it's extra duty, right? Yes. And you don't get paid for it. No, everybody was like, "So you're getting a, you know an increase in pay?" And I'm like, "No, this is volunteer work." Yeah. What almost anybody that does with the NCAA, it's volunteer. It's yeah. part, you know, it's part of it. But I mean, it's, it is a huge honor. So, and it, it just gets you involved in how the association works. Um, so why would you not want to, that's right. You know, why would you not want to do it? That's right. And, and, and GSW has a seat at the table at a national level talking about 
how NCAA Division II athletics will be done all across the country. And that's, that's impressive. Uh, and so we want to thank you for doing that. Now, a uh, couple things coming up this week. And, and again, we're, uh, it seems ironic that you're here. This is, uh, seems like the entire show today is really about athletics. But coming up next week, we've got, uh, or tonight, we've got the, the Night, Night to Shine. To shine. Uh, and I know that a lot of the student athletes are involved in the Night to Shine. This is a national uh, the Tim Tebow Foundation kind of founded this. It goes all across the country tonight. Uh, but uh, tonight we have the night to shine. Our student athletes, not just student athletes, we have uh, folks from education, we have folks from nursing all, all over campus. A lot of our yes. a lot of our employees are involved as yes. well. Uh, but that's coming up tonight. Very proud of everybody who's involved. Uh, we have the GISA Regional Basketball Tournament going on on campus. I know you're working uh, yes. that today. Are you getting to do concession stand or do you get to do uh, other duties? No, luckily I'm going to the Night to Shine Fun. Oh, very good, very good. There's <laughs> so nothing like making popcorn and nachos. <laughs> right? uh, but that's what I'm going to be doing at Night to Shine. I get to make yeah. popcorn there. <laughs> So, well, okay, you know. good. Well, at least you, at least you don't miss out on no. the great opportunity that no. exists. Uh, this they is know the a good G- popcorn popper when they see well, it. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to make that on your list of uh, special right. uh, special duties, uh, popcorn <laughs> popper. The um, GISA is a regional basketball tournament this weekend. Yes. Last weekend, we hosted the state wrestling, wrestling tournament. This weekend's regional basketball. Next weekend is the state. It's the next weekend, the 16th, after our basketball games, we have... Um, the opening rounds of this state or this, yeah, the state tournament. State for, tournament. I, can't, I don't know if it's single A or double A, um, but then the 21st, 22nd and 23rd is the final four for the GISA, which is here. It's going to be huge. So they anticipate anywhere from three to 5,000 people coming on our campus for that. So we're gearing up for it and ready to have a lot of people um, come mm-hmm. in our doors. And I know admissions has set up a table over there. So hopefully we can get some recruiting of students as well Absolutely. while we're having all these people on our campus. Yeah, Great opportunity for us to showcase our campus. Uh, these a lot of these teams are coming from uh, I mean they're all over the state right but uh, a lot of them north yes. of Atlanta certainly north of what we would consider to be our traditional recruiting uh, area they're coming here they're going to have a great experience uh, we know they're going to have a great experience because they're coming for something very exciting right. you know they're coming for a basketball tournament they're excited to be here and they're going to be in an environment where they're going to be in a good mood they're going to have and, and we can ha- capture that and show them uh, how beautiful our campus is and how well we treat them. Uh, so that's a great opportunity. That's, that's, that's like four weekends in a row that the campus is hosting a GISA uh, athletic event, either a regional or a state uh, competition. And so uh, I know that you guys in athletics in particular do a lot of work uh, to work with the GISA. And I know you support uh, their, their efforts, but you also put in a lot of hours, right. like I said, working a concession stand or uh, making sure that they have what they need. Uh, you know, somebody's got to be there to open doors to mm-hmm. make sure that the officials get in their locker rooms and uh, teams know where to go. So uh, it, it takes a lot of work and we appreciate that. It's a great opportunity for our campus, great opportunity for our community right. uh, to bring in a lot of uh, people. that many people. Mm-hmm. And uh, those people are staying in hotels, they're eating in restaurants, they're uh, going to our stores, they're shopping. Uh, and, and so uh, it, it really is a tremendous impact, uh, not just campus-wide, but certainly in our community. So we want to, uh, and then our events the next week, we have uh, Wednesday night basketball is the play for K, yes. uh, which is the cancer uh, awareness 
uh, event, and so I think we'll, we'll have our teams, uh, some of our teams will be, do they wear pink? Yes, uh, they wear, wear pink. Wearing pink, and so we'll be celebrating uh, uh, cancer survivors uh, and bringing attention and awareness to the need to continue to uh, fight that disease. Absolutely, and, so. and I think they're going to have a survivor walk uh, during halftime of the men's game, so we hope any, that anybody out there that is interested would uh, reach out to the Coach Britsky or the athletic department and say they're interested because we would love um, to not only have people on campus but to have someone that is a cancer survivor, um, you know, be celebrated and honored yeah. during that time. And uh, you know, this I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a sad note, but uh, because we're talking about this, uh, last night our community lost uh, Jenny Whaley, who is a great friend of this university. Uh, her husband uh, Rick, and we want to. We want to hug him and and tell him how much we love him and and uh, appreciate. He's a graduate of the university. Spoke at commencement um, two commencements ago. Uh, she died last night from cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, lost her battle, um, and and so we can't stop this fight. We can't stop uh, trying to find a way to not lose anybody else because Jenny was a very very special person. Um, who we will miss uh, greatly here in this community. And it's a great loss. It's a great loss. And we just, uh, again, we want to, we want to tell Rick that we love him and mm -hmm. we are, are thinking about him and that um, we are, we're just at, crushed right. by losing yes. her. And we don't want anybody else to leave us because of this terrible disease. And so we'll be, We'll be doing that on Wednesday night, but we'll still have uh, Jenny in our thoughts. Um, also, next week we have Valentine's Day, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're doing for Valentine's Day, but uh, I've got a meeting on Thursday night that I'll be. Uh, so Christy, I'm sure is uh, going to wonder when she's going to get her Valentine's Day card, and uh, we might maybe this weekend I can do something nice and there you go. Make up for it early. I'll count it as uh, Valentine's Day. I don't even um, know what day that's on. I Thursday? think it's Thursday. Okay. Uh, I'm like, I don't even know what day that's sure on. I, I'm pretty sure it's the 14th, whatever day that well, is. Well, so. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, uh, we're uh, looking forward to a nice Valentine's Day celebration. And I want to recognize our Residence Hall Association. They uh, attended the Georgia Residence Hall Organization uh, Conference, and our group finished third in the most spirited delegation. So and uh, so that's proud of them for going, uh, proud of them for being excited about what they're doing and, and uh, letting people know that they were there. Uh, we obviously we have about 900 students that live on campus. Mm -hmm. And so making sure we're programming for our residence halls and uh, and making sure that those students have a great experience and that our environment is healthy and uh, really focused on allowing students to be successful both socially and academically is very important and the way to do that is to learn uh, from others and to bring in good ideas and and just as we all do with our professional uh, conferences and development we we learn and grow and and uh, share ideas and so uh, we want to congratulate them and thank them for doing that uh, on behalf of the university. So it's a great job. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what we got this week. <laughs> and uh, that's what's in the cup. I had a, I did have somebody drop by a note that uh, reminded me that last week I had said that 
it's a, it would be a shame if the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, I think he was a Patriots fan. You can't put that out in the universe. I know. When I, people start talking bad about Brady, I'm like, don't put that out there. Because well, if you do that, he's just going to excel. He, and he happened. did. He did. And so I have to, I have to apologize for, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, I shouldn't apologize because I still don't like him. Right. And uh, I'm still disappointed. <laughs> but they did win. And so I got a nice note in the cup. And uh, Do you literally have a cup that people put stuff in? I do have a cup uh, on the desk out here nice. that uh, if you want to drop by a note, uh, leave me a suggestion or uh, ask uh, about a particular item or have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, uh, happy to do that. Uh, one of the comments this week was about the baseball softball complex, so I was glad we were able to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, so planted. yeah, if anybody wants to hear anything particular, has a guest that they would like to have on the show, uh, please send me a note and uh, put it in the cup and we'll get it done. Christy, I want to thank you uh, for being here today. It's great to get to, to know more about you and, and what you're doing and the impact you make on our students' lives. Well, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Good. More fun than I thought being on the other end. Well, now, again, now you're an expert and uh, as you <laughs> listen to more podcasts, you'll uh, you'll be able to give them some pointers. There we go. Very good. Bob, we want to thank you again for taking care of us. I uh, got good response for the music selection last week, so I think we can uh, continue to uh, use that uh, much more upbeat music that uh, everybody seemed to like. So thank you again for helping us make this happen, and we'll be back next Friday to uh, do it again and let you know what's in the cup.